The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Time for 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Flagship program scouting, uh, breaking down everything, matchups, you know, tendencies, scheme, uh, you name it, betting. We got it all covered. Everything that you want to know about this Lions versus 49ers matchup, we have done so much film and work through analytics and research and whatever else. We're bringing it all to you, man. This is this is what started the whole dang thing, and this is episode 1067. We've been doing this for a minute. I want to say thank you to everybody that showed up. Excited to have you guys here, and as always, if you have any questions or comments that you want to get into uh, the show, please let me know. Tag me in there. I'm, I'm flying solo today. Jason, he says, I'm at an SMU camp with the boys watching this. That's what's up, man. Just off uh, 75. Uh, good luck up there. Uh, the Mustangs, baby. And this is going to be fun. Like any team that can make it to the championship round, division AFC, NFC, that's cause to celebrate. Now, for the 49ers, obviously more. <laughs> You've been the favorite for this all year. You've handled your business. You got to where you're supposed to be, but there's still more out there. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean you don't celebrate these things. In the 49ers, come on, man, three consecutive years in the NFC championship. This has been a great time to be a 49ers fan. Now, having said that, uh, the, the flip side of this is the Lions have never been here. Uh, well, once. They've been here once. And my man Chas says, you know, I'd be pulling for the Lions if they weren't in it against the 49ers. I'm with you. It, it's such a cool story, but don't care. <laughs> and look at this. He even puts his, they're 32nd in giving up explosive plays. The 49ers are first in explosive plays. That is correct. Do you know who's second? In offensive explosive plays, the Detroit Lions. Um, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit of, uh, about that and just kind of how it all works out because this is fun. And JD, he says, hashtag CC, appreciate you. I'm happy for the game, but I'm sad we only have two more victory Mondays. We've got more football than anybody else, which is great. You know, there's only four teams still playing. I guess you could say the Chiefs and the Lions have gotten the most play because they played wild card weekend as well. But this is, man, enjoy this. We don't get more. 
We don't get more. And shout out to the man, Coach Cruz. He is the archetype. He is the beast. He is the man behind the scenes of this episode. Appreciate all that man does. He's the best. Love all these hashtag CCs. Oh, we've even got Eric Meisner, our Instagram guy, running over there. We just hit 18,000 over there on Instagram. Shout out to my man, Eric. He is a killer. Big Papa in the house. Love you guys. You are the best. And right here, Matt, he says, 1,067 amazing work. It's crazy. It's not lost on me. There are constant reminders that it's just like, really? This is my job on a Saturday morning? I'm very happy and very thankful, and it has to do with everybody that, you know, uh, whether you watch live, download, whatever. It doesn't matter. We really do appreciate all the support. means the world. What's up, Hugo? Appreciate you guys. You are the absolute best. So let's dive in. Um, let's get into this show. Let's do this. And, you know, the 49ers first Lions. Let, let, let's talk. This is the third consecutive NFC championship for the 49ers. They've been in four of the last five. I, I mean, figure out whatever it is you want. And they've done it with different quarterbacks, right? So, so you made it to a couple with Jimmy G. You've made it to a couple now with Brock Purdy. We're in a pretty cool spot. And if you look at just the, the way in which things ended last year, we're about as devastating as possibly could be that Eagles game and the injury and all those things. And so let's start there because we're going to spend a lot of time on the Lions and all that stuff. But I don't want this to be lost. The journey it took to get here was pretty intense. It's been a fast year. You know, obviously it didn't end how we wanted it to last year. But, um, you know, we've taken it one week at a time. Um, you know, we were all in this week. Um, Green Bay is a great team. And so – to be able to pull through and finish that um, for us to get back to the NFC championship. Um, you know, obviously I think guys are healthy for the most part after this game and, and um, you know, we, we want it, you know, we've been thinking about it. Um, it's been sort of in the back of our minds. Like last year we had a team to do it. And um, you know, we feel like obviously we didn't have a, a real opportunity at it after the quarterbacks got hurt in that game. So yeah, I think we're really excited for it, um, but we're going to take it one day at a time, find out who we play tomorrow and be ready to roll for it. And the context is everything because we're not too far off from being at training camp and quarterback watch and seeing completions, incompletions, interceptions, who's getting the ones, who's getting the twos, is Brock throwing consecutive? Like, you remember those times? It seems in the distant past. And whatever questions were around her that time have all been answered. Brock Purdy is him. Brock Purdy is going to be the guy. Brock Purdy will be the guy. That is awesome. Now, if we just care about this one individual matchup, which I get, and it, 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 it's a big one. It is a big one. This is a fun game. You, you've got Dan Campbell, the kneecap biter himself, 49ers, seven-point favorites, home field advantage, number one seed, all those different things. And Shanahan's coming off his first win, coming from behind in the fourth quarter. His first win. So you kind of maybe got that monkey off your back. We talk about 1994, right? And kind of how this is, it's been pretty reminiscent. You know, we, we have the, the, the very famous Steve Young pulling the monkey off his back, finally getting over the hurdle despite being great for so long. Can this 2023 season do exactly the same thing? Debo Samuel, oh, he's injured. We're not the same without him. Uh-oh, maybe he could play. Maybe he'll be a decoy. Nope, no injury designation whatsoever for Debo. He's clear to go. Brandon Ayuk coming off probably not his best game, disappeared for two quarters. But 
did enough to win it down the stretch. He's going against the worst cornerback duo outside corners in the entire NFL. So, man, it's it, there's just so much here. It's just meat and potatoes type matchup, which I freaking love. Devin, good man. He says, what's up, John? Hanging out with the middle boy, watching Niners content. Nothing better. Like, subscribe, Patreon. Appreciate that, man. Uh, we just loaded all of our bets of the week on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel. Every offensive, defensive, special team snap with coaches tape broken down over the last three years. As soon as you sign up, that's available. Just head over to 49ersrush.com. And my man, Joel, what's up, man? He says, what's going on, Faithful? Happy to catch a show. Watching from Guam. Um, and shout out to Joel. He is retiring from the service soon. And very happy for you and your family. Appreciate all you do. Big Papa, talk about context. The man, he says, I remember when episode 300 was a big deal. Thanks for sticking with us, man. Um, you guys are the best. I, I really, really do appreciate you guys. Sin, one of the Brain Trust members, she says, John, I always depend on you to educate me on these matters. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn today because uh, I have put the time in so that you do not have to. What's up, Rob Johnson? Uh, appreciate you and the fan, man. Appreciate all you guys. So let, let's do this. Who are the Detroit Lions? They are 12-5. and five. They were the three seed. Same record during the regular season as the 49ers. Fifth in points scored. 23rd in points allowed. They do not match. On offense, they're a, pretty much a carbon copy in a lot of ways. Ben Johnson's probably the, you know, could be the best play caller in the NFL. I think he's second. I'd take Shanahan over him. Andy Reid, you want to put into that metric? Great. But this year has not been an Andy Reid kind of poster class or master class, whatever you want to say. It's Shanahan and it's Ben Johnson. Now, if we look at the common opponents of teams that both the Lions and 49ers have played this year, the Lions are 6-4 and four with a plus-7 differential. Now, they've lost to the Seahawks. They beat the Packers, beat the Bucks, lost to the Ravens, got blown out worse than we did, lost to the Packers, um, beat the Vikings, lost to the Cowboys, beat the Vikings again, beat the Rams, beat the Bucks. So 6-4. and four, you know, you look at the Niners, we're six and three in games of common opponents, but that's if you count the Rams game, which, you know, neither played, but whatever. We're a plus 65 point point differential in those same games if you look at those. And again, you know, we're coming off of a Packers game where nothing went right. You, you know what I mean? Everything went bad. It, it was just all bad. <laughs> and the offense played poorly. A lot of people said, hey, you know, it, Brock had his worst game. I don't think that he did. You look at the tape. I don't I don't think that's what it was. But what do you do? You beat the Packers 24-21. Brock Purdy, let's hear from him on what you got to do going from that game to moving forward. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, you, you, you're real with yourself. You understand where you're at as a quarterback, um, how you played. Um, and it doesn't matter if you play good or bad. Like, you can't, I don't think, take really any of that with you the next week. It's a new game. It's a new scheme. It's a new environment. Everything, everything about it is new. So, it's almost like you got to clean the slate, um, learn from the mistakes, build off of, you know, the good things that you've done. But it's going to be a it's it's a new game. Um, so that's the the mental battle that I feel like all the NFL quarterbacks go through, and and I think that's where the great ones really you know separate themselves from the others. So um, yeah, that's how I look at it. It's a blank slate. You know, you finished strong. You didn't have the best game early, but you did enough to win. Now you've got to just kind of wipe it and you start back over. 
Now, shout out to my man right here, Clip Everglade. First time watching live from London, England. Gosh, that is awesome. Let's go, Niners. Two wins from immortality for the boys. Got to be locked in. How cool is that, man? And we've even got somebody over on Facebook. What's up, Alvin? Good friend. He says, Lions will keep it close in the third quarter. They'll run out of gas. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I really like the way that this is shaping up for sure. And, and Aaron, you know, I hope this is a 94 top season. Purdy with six touchdowns and a blowout Super Bowl win. Sounds good to me. I don't think that's going to be happening. Six touchdowns, baby, but the blowout. Th there's quality teams left outside of Detroit. And I think that Detroit is a quality team, but if you're ranking these four teams, I don't know, 95% of people would probably have Detroit four. Where you have the Niners, that's up for debate. But it, the Lions are a quality team. They're 12 and five. But to say that they are a team... I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, they're they're good. They're in a bad division, and they've done enough, and they, they handle their business. Now, if we look at just the snapshot of from a pro football focus analytical standpoint, okay, here are the Lions ranked. Special teams, 12th. That's a huge disadvantage. Probably the biggest disadvantage every single week is 49ers special teams. I just posted the special teams for the Packers game, and I think I dropped like four F-bombs because, golly, man, it's just so poorly coached. We're going to be at a huge deficit in any game where the special teams doesn't cost us a touchdown and miss field goals is a huge win. Last week, special teams gave up a damn touchdown on the 80 yard return. We had the blocked field goal. We, I mean, it was just bad, 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 bad. Mitch Wisnowski's great. Outside of that, it's pretty terrible. Uh, Schneider, I think, is one of the worst coaches in the NFL, in my personal opinion. I don't like being negative, but you know, you fired Hightower rightfully so, who was one of the worst special teams coordinator for six straight years in the NFL. And then you bring in Snyder, who had experience, and we got worse. We've gotten worse. 49ers are 25th. We've gotten worse. Not good. Um, that's their advantage. Now, back to the Lions. They're 18th whenever you're looking at defense. Second on offense. Overall, they're fifth. 49ers in those exact same categories. Special teams, 25th. Remember this, out of 32 teams. We're terrible at special teams. Mitch Wisnowski is the only thing keeping this team from being the dead last, you know, special teams ranked in every category. Mitch is awesome. Um, defense were second. Offense were first. Overall, we're first. So outside of special teams, it would be one-sided. But I don't think that it is. You, you know, and when we look at, just who this team is, they have taken on the persona of their head coach, Dan Campbell, and probably rightfully so, and to a positive thing. He's the gritty, going to go for it every single time. We go for two, fake punt, fake field goal, fake whatever, fake your mom, fake everything. That's just what they do. Um, it, I like him. He's a great, likable guy, very positive. You know, I listened to a lot of his press compressors this week, beyond respectful with how he talks about everybody. I love that. I wish I could get better at that myself. I get it. He's likable. But yeah, I, I I don't know. Now, I do think that Shanahan kind of summed up the, I don't want to say like mojo, but like what it is that they bring to the table, the Lions, like if you had to encapsulate kind of their philosophy, here's Kyle Shanahan on just what the Lions try to do, offense, defense, special teams-wise. Not much. It's... You look at, I mean, 
you you're aware of it, so you understand it. You prepare for it. You know they might when it's third down, they might have two tries a lot more than other teams do, but just um, percentage-wise, you know they're willing to go for fake punts and all that stuff. I mean, those guys are trying to steal possessions as much as they can. Um, and I'll tell you after the game whether it's a good thing or bad thing for us. I mean, anytime you try to steal possessions, you're also offering an opportunity to lose possessions. So um, those are opportunities for them, but they're also big opportunities for us too. And um, you come up with more than half of them, I feel it's in our favor. And so there you go. So like with all these fakes and all the go for twos and fourth downs and whatever, and we saw it last week, right? They go for it on fourth and one quarterback sneak. Dre Greenlaw says, not in my house. And that was a huge turnover. We go down, score a touchdown, get the lead. Like that changed the damn game. Is that going to happen this week again? Now, let's go through the journey um, of Dan Campbell. This is probably one of my favorite practices. It, just how they got to where they are. You know, Dan Campbell, he's a Texas boy. Clifton, Texas. He's 47 years old. Glen Rose High School. What's up, man? I think the Bulldogs, if I'm not. I think it's the Bulldogs. Yeah, Glenn Rose, red, white. I remember. Went to Texas A&M. Hate that. He was a third-round pick. Played for the Giants, Cowboys, Lions, and then Saints. Awesome career as a tight end and special teamer. And the video's going around. I couldn't pull it. YouTube wouldn't let me. I tried. Um, it, it took it took down my uh, video a couple times where he gets pissed off on the sidelines and starts throwing and kicking his helmet. And the funny thing is, that was when he was with the Giants against the 49ers. And he's sitting next to Jerry Shockey, who was like, you know, bad man personified back in, you know, the, the late 90s. And Shockey's like, man, calm down. Like, imagine having Jeremy Shockey, of all people, telling you to calm down. That is just comical. Um, then as a coach, he was with the Dolphins in 2010. Intern, became tight end coach. Then interim head coach. Then went to the Saints, was there for five years. And then became the Lions head coach in 2021. He's been awesome. He's done a lot of good. Now, their offensive coordinator, which Ben Johnson's incredible, and this is huge, too, because if you're a Lions fan, Ben Johnson's gone after this year. This is it. And so, you know, everybody kept saying all offseason, like, oh, the window's now, the window's now, the window's now. It's closing. It's closing for the 49ers. I don't think so. I don't see that. We're bringing back almost everybody next year. Not that that's our concern, but for the Lions, their biggest advantage is their offense. And they're about to lose the mastermind of the whole damn thing, Ben Johnson. Uh, he did six interviews this week. Six. In preparing for the NFC Championship, Ben Johnson had six interviews. Some of them went over four and a half hours. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27 and a half points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Now, you do this on your own time. 49ers know exactly what this is like. We're always getting our coaches uh, poached and whatever else. But 
Ben Johnson ain't never been in an NFC championship before. The Lions haven't either. Six head coaching interviews. He's going to get one. He's leaving. And so this is a little bit of a, all right, let's get this done. Now he's from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and you know, Asheville or yeah, Asheville. And then he went to North Carolina, Tar Heel, his coaching Boston college GA to tight end coach. Then Miami as an assistant in 2012 gets promoted to assistant quarterbacks, coach, then tight end coach, um, with the dolphins. Then all the way up to wide receiver coach. Then he joins the Lions in 2019 as a quality control. Then tight ends coach for the Lions. Then passing game coordinator. Now offensive coordinator. He's been incredible. Uh, he's the new guy. He's the new guy. Outside zone, inside zone. He's not really part of the Shanahan tree, but it's very similar. It's mimicked, right? I mean, you you look at the. It's been Miami and it's been the Lions. Now, their DC, which is interesting, Aaron Glenn, by far one of my favorite players from the Saints back in the day, Hard Knocks did him the best favor because his personality was just on the bright stage and everybody saw how great he was. And he's getting head coaching interviews too. He could be gone. He's a terrible defensive coordinator. I, I don't understand it. His personality is great. The way he works with players, all the players love him, all that stuff. He is not a good DC. Watching the silent tape film, holes and inconsistencies everywhere. And the rankings reflect that. Another Texas boy, Humble, Texas. I love that, man. Uh, went to Nimitz High School. Uh, they still got a really good program. And again, another Texas A&M guy. Don't like that. Um, was a first-round pick, 12th overall in the 2012 draft. He was with the Jets, Texans, Cowboys, Jaguars, Saints. Uh, bounced around a lot. Jets were the majority of his career. But you then he started coaching. Browns, Saints. Um, and when he was with the Browns in 2014 to 15, guess who was the offensive coordinator? His first year as a coach, he was the DB coach. Kyle Shanahan was the OC there uh, for the first year that he was there. So I don't think he belongs in the Kyle Shanahan tree by these stretch, but they did have overlap in his first year coaching with the Browns. Um, and he's been the DC with the Lions now for uh, three years since Campbell showed up there. And uh, let's just be honest. They haven't been good. In fact, They've been bad. Um, and so, like, I, it's it's weird to me because, like, when you're hiring a head coach, what do you want? you want a schematic advantage or do you want a personality? Dan Campbell just brings personality. He doesn't call plays. He doesn't call defense. He doesn't run special teams. He's just the CEO guy. The 49ers are turning into a little bit more of what teams want and the fact that that's a play caller. He's a designer. He's the head coach. He's all those things. There's lots of different ways to do it. And so, and so it's it's kind of a fun little, you know, how do you want to build your team? Because these two teams are built differently. There is no doubt about that. Completely differently. Now, if you guys uh, want to support the show, and I talked about this earlier, the best way to do so right here, the49ersrush.com. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. So now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the 49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So.
All right, now let's talk about injuries, which is crazy because the 49ers have none. Zero. None whatsoever. Now, the official kind of whatever, there's two questionable players. Kalia Davis not going to be activated. That doesn't matter. And Oren Burks, questionable with a shoulder. He practiced all week anyway. So Debo not even mentioned. Not even mentioned. The Lions, they've got two players out, two starters out. Jonah Jackson, their left guard, um, he is out, and their backup is Awasika, who had a really bad game last week at left guard. Javon Hargrave's going to be eaten. Uh, that is one of my favorite matchups of this whole game. And also Khalif Raymond, who's their number three wide receiver and punt returner. He's kind of Ray Ray Cloud with upside because uh, he's their number three guy too. Um, you know, he he's Jawan Jennings plus Ray Ray Cloud for for them. We talked about how special teams they do have an advantage. This hurts them big time. And again, you know, this was the reason why he got hurt was because they were fighting in week 18 for playoff seeding. They, it, if they won the game, they could have been the two seed. If they lost the game, they would have been the three seed. They ended up losing the game anyway and got, you know, these players hurt. He's out. That could be huge. Uh, that that could be huge. Uh, curious to see how that's going to go. And we got some Lions fans in here. I love it. What's up, MG? He says, go Lions, go Jared Goff. Love it, man. Support your team. I love it uh, right here. All caps, man. Feeling the passion. Uh, maybe your keyboard's broken, but either way, we appreciate you. He says, nobody wants to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl. They already lost twice. You guys wouldn't know what that is. You haven't ever even been there. Um, and once you lose tomorrow, then you will know what it's like to lose two NFC championships because that's all you've been to. And so, hey, man, appreciate you. Glad that you are here. And, man, just really, I love this, man. And I got to give it to Lions fans. They've been beyond respectful all week. I love trash talk. You guys know that. I wish they'd show up a little bit more. I do know that they're going to have about 20% out at the stadium, Levi's. So excited about that. Um, and, yeah, man, you keep going all caps, brother. Appreciate you. Nick, look at this. The man. Appreciate the super chat. Happy NFC Championship Eve. Final 41-24 Niners, he says. Nick is the best of the best. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, brother. Miss you. And excited for that Super Bowl trip. We're going to be partying together. RTP. Love it, man. He says, what's up, JC? 20 minutes behind the live. Catch it up. Episode 1067. Let's get it. Uh, love all the support, man. Love all the support. Oh, this is huge right here. Jared Goff, first round draft selection. That's huge, MG. Um, yeah. And your team. <laughs> I ain't going to say, it, man. I want to be nice. I want to be nice. That's okay. Uh, keep talking to trash, man. I love it. I, I absolutely always welcome. Uh, we keep it friendly. That's what it is here. Uh, hope you have a good time. Have fun. This will be the last, I guess, today and tomorrow, the last day that you have a season kind of going on. So good luck with that, man. Um, anyway, now sticking with injuries, it's not just those two. Those are the only two players that are out for either team. Jonah Jackson, Khalif Raymond. Hendon Hooker, their backup quarterback, had a tooth issue. Chase Lucas, the defensive back depth, he's limited. He's been sick. Outside of that, they're all good. So uh, you look at just kind of the way it's gone, both teams relatively healthy. You love to see that. That is huge. You want to be the best. I hate winning because of injuries. There are some teams that don't care, like Eagles fans, but they're Eagles fans. They don't care. Um, that's not. I want to beat the best at the best. Josh, thank you for the super chat, man. He says, hey, John, we are all blessed to be a part of this. We better be ready with the popcorn. I love that you remind people how special it is. I love your picture, Josh, too, with the Banjo Niner, baby. I love it. Um, 
we've been doing this a long time. This is year eight. They're all not like this, which is weird because, you know, you could say every other year where the NFC championship are better. That's 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 not normal. <laughs> the Niners were spoiled. The Niners have had three separate times. Three separate coaches have made it to three consecutive NFC championships. Three times. Harbaugh, Seifert, and now Shanahan. Walsh didn't do it, but when Walsh got there, he won every time. So that's kind of the difference. We're playing a team this week that's only been to one NFC championship in their history. Enjoy this, guys. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Daryl, thanks for the super chat. JC, we need JKJH to exploit the offensive line on the inside. Javon Kinlaw is coming off the best game of his entire career. Best game of his entire career. Hargrave has been so consistent whenever he's played this year. He hasn't been, you know, all world, pro ball, all pro, but he's right on the cusp. He gets his best matchup he's had all year. I'm pretty excited to see what that's going to look like. Uh, Really, really am. Now, before we dive into the history of this matchup, we're doing something different in the upcoming year, which I'm really excited about. We're throwing an awesome party in Las Vegas. Fantasy football, this for you guys. Love 49ers and fantasy? We have the perfect thing for you. We are putting together the first ever 49ers Rush exclusive fantasy draft live in Vegas in a presidential suite that overlooks the strip. We're going all out. So it's going to be, you know, hosted by myself, yours truly. The prizes are going to be great. Um, And if you do win, you get to come back next year for free, completely free. So head over to the49ersrush.com. Get your ticket. Uh, With your ticket, it's you and a plus one that gets to come party. The49ersrush.com to go get tickets. There we go. So, history of this matchup. 49, it's been beyond one-sided. The 49ers lead this series 39-28 to and one tie. So, 11-game 11, 11 advantage. But you look at just how bad it's been recently. A lot of this is just because the lines have been terrible. The 49ers have won 18 of the last 21 meetings. They're 18-3 and three in their last 21 meetings. It's crazy. The the last time the Lions won were 2015 when I would say the worst quarterback in 49ers history ever, Blaine Gabbert, was playing. I can't stand Blaine Gabbert. Jared Hayne, Dewan Harris, Vance McDonald. That's what that team was like. Bruce Ellington scored a touchdown, guys. Like, good Lord. Eric Armstead was a rookie that year. Look how far he's come. And if you look at the Lions, they had Stafford and Calvin Johnson back then. It's different. Now, the last time they played was week one um, in the 2021 season. The 49ers won 41 to 31, and the score makes it look like it was a close game. I think this could be similar to what's going to happen tomorrow as well. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, not the best game. He had Well, he had 314 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. That was key. Goff uh, was there. So, like, everybody's like, well, it's Goff there now. We've already played him since he was there. He threw the ball 57 times. Three touchdowns, one interception, three sacks. Also had an interception. But, like, look at our team. Elijah Mitchell rushed for over 100 yards. Jamichael Hasty, Mostert, those were our guys. Trey Lance actually threw a touchdown pass in that game, if you remember. And, like, the receiving, Debo went off nine catches, 189 yards. Kittle, four catches, 78. We had Trent Sherfield, Muhammad Sanu. 
it's just it, it was a different time. Now, listen to these skill players that the Lions had: T.J. Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Trinity Benson, Quentin Cephas. Khalif Raymond was still there, but he's not playing now. Amon Ross St. Brown had two catches. That was his rookie year too. It's just changed, and the defense for the 49ers has gotten way better. Chiquisky Tart was starting, Jason Verrett, Samson Ebukam, Dante Johnson, Contavious Streets, DFF, Marcel Harris. Come on, man. Uh, it's changed dramatically between these two teams. And I I, I don't know. I, I think when we look at just kind of what these teams look like then versus what they look like now, I really don't think there's a lot of carryover. It, it's I really don't think that there is. So let, let's do this. Let, let's it's time. I, we've covered the fluff. Let's dive in. Let's talk Lions defense. This is everything that they do. Now, this is the biggest advantage by far. The Lions defense is bad. But whatever Kyle Shanahan was asked, like, okay, how do you prepare? for one of these teams for, for this defense, because look, they're, they're different. They're just, they're not a sound team. They're not a team that tries to stay like gap integrity or, you know, we don't want to over leverage our, our safeties. We want to make sure we have numbers in the past. They don't do that. They don't do that. Here's Shanahan talking about how to prepare for this defense. They're, they're, they're different almost every week. Yeah. So you kind of got to see that in the game and how they play. Um, they'll switch stuff up if they get on beat on something. It's going to be something different next time. So uh, there, there's lots of there's the, the consistency is they're going to attack and be aggressive, um, but it's not in terms of just coverages, fronts, and all that stuff. It's um, they're running around trying to create create confusion, trying to create negative plays. That's how they get their turnovers. That's how they, they don't mind giving you a lot of stuff, and all of a sudden they create a negative play on second down, and you're in third and fifteen. And um, really, I feel that's their goal of the game. You saw that with Tampa. There was three of their drives. They were moving the ball really well, and whether it was second down or third down, they made a mistake, and just like that, they were off the field and really had to surrender on third and long. So they're opportunistic, and they create it. And when you pair that with a really good offense, it only takes a couple drives um, for that game to for the whole game to change up real fast. Their whole thing is: look, we have to get three stops a game. That's it as a defense. That's their goal. Yeah, we're going to give up yards. Yeah, we're going to give up points. Yeah, we're going to give up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. All we got to do is stop three drives because they think their offense is so good. And their offense is good. I'm not quite so sure it's as good as they think it is. We're going to find out this week. Josh, what's up, brother? Appreciate the super chat. He says, y'all want to get hyped? Niner's Instagram just dropped a fire video yesterday. I know. I loved it, man. Um, 49er social media putting the uptick on it. You know, they've been pretty dormant all year, but uh, starting a, a couple days before the divisional round, they actually started putting out content, which has been awesome. So hopefully they continue doing that. I wish they do that more often throughout the year because it's been great. Uh, love what they're doing right now. Now let's go through their ranks. The 49 or sorry, the Lions defensive ranks out of 32 teams. 23rds and points allowed. Not good. 49ers offense third. 19th in yards allowed. Not good. 49ers offense, second best. 18th in turnovers, 27th in fumbles, 22nd first downs allowed, 27th in pass yards allowed. They give up a lot of yards. 49ers offense, fourth best, despite having the fewest attempts. 29th in net yards per pass attempt. 
every pass that is thrown against this defense averages 6.7 yards. The 49ers, one of the best in the history of the NFL, 8.4 yards per pass attempt. That's net yards per pass, so that takes in sacks and all that kind of stuff, whatever. So you're talking about the absolute best, the 49ers offense, versus the third worst. Not good. 27th in passing touchdowns allowed. Uh, 11th in interceptions. Now, here's the strength and what everybody wants to talk about. They are second, the Lions defense, in rushing yards allowed. Second. 49ers, third most rushing yards on offense. That's a good match. Number two versus number three. Excited to see how that plays out. Third in yards per rush allowed. And that's awesome. And probably, I think, my most important stat that I have. The Detroit Lions defense is 29th in red zone touchdowns allowed. 66%. That's two-thirds. You get into the or the red zone three times, you're getting two touchdowns on average. Well, how are the 49ers on that? Oh, just the best in the NFL with 67.2%. You got to cash those in. You got you're like the Lions thing is look, we want to be successful in the middle of the field as much as we can because if they get into the end zone, we're screwed. It's just how they played. You watch, you watch any games, whoo, it, it, it's bad. And shout out to my man Brian Carter. Uh, he says, Love you, man. Right back at you. Niners need two more wins for glory. We got eight quarters left. Oh, eight quarters left. Oh, it's huge. Now they've got some good players. There, there, there's. I, I'm not trying to sit here and say, like, you know, they don't have some studs out there. They really, really do. Aiden Hutchinson, that dude can play, man. Um, and probably the biggest, like, issue with or concern is that one. We'll talk about that in the matchups. He's the seventh best rated defensive, defensive end. Number one is Bosa. But he's got a 91.4 pass rush grade. 67 versus the run. You can run at him. He's a pass rush guy only. He's a lighter Bosa. Um, yeah, great value Bosa is probably what I like to call it, but he's very good at the pass rush. He's got way better pass rushing numbers than Bosa, but the difference between Bosa and him is Bosa might be the best defensive end, you know, against the run in the NFL. Maybe not last week. He had two huge containment drops for huge plays, but we'll see how that goes. Aleem McNeil. Awesome defensive tackle. He's ranked seventh from Pro Football Focus. And I saw this in the chat earlier. I want to make sure I highlight this because I, I do agree here. Uh, but here we go, Josh. Yeah, Ifatu Melifonwu, number six. Whenever I'm watching tape, where's number six? Safety, slot, linebacker, blitzer off the edge. He's all over the place. You got to find number six. You got to find him. He's got a 90.7 pass rush grade. And they just recently have started you know, unleashing that dude. So that's one that we got to kind of watch and kind of see how he plays. But again, like, okay, that's good. But thank you, Josh. They're the worst tackling team in the league. The worst. The worst. Everybody wants to talk about the 49ers and missed tackles. We're still a top 10 tackle like team. I think we're like eight or seven after that last game. The The Lions are the worst. They don't tackle. They don't tackle. And there's a lot of people to exploit. Benito Jones, Jones their defensive tackle, 124th rated defensive tackle. Their corners are the worst in the NFL, in my opinion. Kendall Vildor, he's ranked 105th. Um, 
Cameron Sutton used to be a stud. He's ranked 100 out of 129 corners. Uh, Kirby Joseph, their safety, got a 49.8 coverage grade. Like Jack Campbell, their first-round rookie, I had a second-round grade on him. They went really early on him. He has not had a good year. He's got a 38.9 coverage grade. They went after a classic run-stuffing linebacker. Golly, man, it's an issue. It's an issue. And, you know, they gamble, all those things. They'll jump all these routes. You can get them with double moves. You can do whatever you want. You just got to stay out there and just do what you want to do. Now, they blitz like crazy, man. Well, the good news is Brock Purdy's the best quarterback for us to blitz in the NFL. It's not even close. Last week, the Lions blitzed 21 times against Tampa Bay. Against the Rams in the wild card, 15. Against Minnesota Vikings week 18, 21 times. Man, hot routes better be ready because this is really just a very, very, very good matchup for the 49ers offense. It's a get-right matchup. Like, I I know that they got NFL talent over there, and they're good and all that stuff, but, like, this it's by far the worst defense in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs now. That's not what I'm saying at all. The worst defense in the playoffs, especially pass. Brock Purdy, I don't know, man. I'm excited about this game for him. Jason, I like this question. He says, John, is Miss Chapman a 49ers fan because of marriage, or was she a fan before you met? She was not a fan before. Uh, she She's like the best of the best, but she just kind of – because when we got together and, you know, right after marriage I became a coach – and so she was just, you know, she was like the the like best coach's wife ever. She was helping making meals for the team, and she was traveling, and you know, she was awesome. She was the best because we didn't have kids back then. And then, you know, we started doing the Niners stuff and all that, which I was always a Niners Longhorn fan, and she would just show up and support. But whenever we started making money with it, that sure as heck helped. Um, and so yeah, she's the best. So she wasn't, but. She is now. Oh man, look, do we really even have the great Jim Everett in here? Um, I, I guess he's not. Uh, what's up, Jay? He's he's got the Lions winning. Shocker, Jim. Uh, what what's the Rams score prediction this week? I'm curious. Um, I, I don't know. I'm curious what the Rams. Oh, they're not playing. I forgot. That's right. Uh, but I love it, man. I love all these teams that the 49ers have beaten, corralling and rooting for the Lions. Always want to be that guy. Um, I, I I absolutely love it, and so um, yeah, keep it coming, man. Love the hate. I love it. <laughs> Jim is in mock drafts. I remember those times. I remember doing mock drafts in October, some years, and that's why I keep saying, like, put this year into perspective, guys. We're not doing mock drafts. We're not doing coaching hires and interviews and excited about who's going to be our quarterback. And no, the answers are in. We play for more here. It's different. Um, it is just different. Uh, right here. Uh, what time is the Cowboys game on, uh, on today? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Cowboys done. You got to watch the Micah Parsons show. That's about all you got to do. That's about all you got to do. So let's transition now. Let's jump to the other side. Uh, l- let's talk about the Lions offense, which, in my opinion, is by far the best test of this team. And I think the best unit overall for the Lions is their offensive line. Here's Fred Warner just talking about what it's like dealing with that 
Detroit Lions offense and offensive line. A lot of challenges. I think it starts Maybe. up front with their offensive line. I think they have one of the best offensive line groups in the league. Um, they have big guys who are athletic, who play with the right mindset, uh, along with the rest of their team. But then also you add uh, the two-headed monster uh, with at the running back that they have with uh, Montgomery and Gibbs. I think it's a one-two punch. You got your physical and you got your speed there with quickness. Um, you know, and that's that's where the the challenges present because they can run downhill, they can hit you on the outside. So we have to obviously cover all areas. And so and their numbers are good. Like, okay, let's go through. Same thing we did with the defense. Let's do for the Lions offense. Fifth in points scored. Now the 49ers defense, third in points scored. Third in total yards. 49ers, you know, uh, defense is eighth in yards allowed. 19th in turnovers for the Lions offense, not good. 20th in fumbles, not good. 13th in interceptions, above average. Fifth in first downs, they stay on the field. Second in passing yards, fourth in passing touchdowns, third in yards per pass attempt, seventh in rush attempts, fifth in rush yards, 49ers, third in yards allowed, rushing, first in rushing touchdowns. They score when they get in there. Um, They're good. Third in red zone percentage, 49ers defense, 16th. Last week, Probably one of the biggest keys to the victory was you kept stopping the Packers in the red zone. Can you do that again this week? Because the Lions are going to get there. They've got too good of an offense, too good of a scheme not to get there. They're going to get in there. You just got to stop the touchdowns. Got to stop the touchdowns. That's huge. Um, players, Panay Sewell's their best player. Offense, defense, doesn't matter. Right tackle, he's incredible. He's got the number one grade Um for any tackle, and that's including Trent Williams on the year, he is the best of the best. He's really freaking good. Is he better than Trent Williams? No. But when Trent was asked about him, I'll have this clip cut, but Trent was asked about him yesterday, and he's like, you know, he's he does a lot of the same things I do, and I think that he's probably, you know, not one of the best right tackles now, but might be one of the best right tackles in a long time. Uh, you can go back for a while. Like, he's that damn good. Amon Ross St. Brown, oof. He's a fun player, man, and, you know, it's interesting because (laughs) – I don't want to play that clip, but here we go. Let's play this. Kyle Shanahan was asked what it's like covering Amon Ross St. Brown and what the responsibilities are going to be. Best we can. He does. I mean, he's a really good football player, um, and they get him the ball in a number of different ways, so there's no way to just cover a guy. You don't just say cover him in man, cover him in zone. It's – it's about defending the team and the scheme, and when you do that, uh, you usually make it harder for a good player too. And um, if you don't, their scheme gets going. They run the ball well. They throw the ball, whatever it is, and you're just trying to defend both. And then you're going to get a guy like that good looks. And when you get a guy like that good looks, it's similar to when you get guys like that we have good looks. It's not easy to stop them. That's it's not easy to stop. He's incredible. He's going to get his, and he fits like. If Amon Ross St. Brown was on the 49ers, that dude, bird of a feather. He's tough as hell, physical. He's not big, but he plays big. He plays huge. And so he fits. Sam Laporta fits. That dude fits. And so there's a couple guys, like the similarities between the 49ers offense and the Lions defense, personneling, you know, scheme-wise, play calling, tendencies. There's a lot of overlap there. Now, do they do anything as well as the 49ers do? I think that they could eventually, but not now. And, and like, I don't like to do the matchup, like quarterback versus quarterback, running back versus running back, because they're never on the field against each other. 
But like, okay, let's just play this game briefly. I don't like doing this, but here's the difference. Brock Purdy or Jared Goff? Okay, I think that's pretty simple. Okay, CMC or Jamar Gibbs? Right now it's CMC. Three years, probably going to be Jamar Gibbs. He's that damn good. All right. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo or Amon Rain, Raw St. Brown and, you know, fill in the blank. All right, we got that one. Kittle or Laporta? That one might be the closest. That one might be the closest as of now. The, 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 Kittle was first team all pro. Laporta was second team all pro. Like those guys, same college, like, whew, that one might be equivalent. All right, let's do Panay Sewell or Trent Williams. You see what I'm saying? Now, outside of that, then <laughs> it's the top, it's 49ers, 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 49ers. Couple ties. Once you get past that, though, and you get to the depth, and now you're talking offensive line. Oh, it's it's center. <laughs> the biggest mismatch is Frank Ragnow versus Jake Brindle. Right guard, right tackle, all those. Like it's not even close. And I, I don't I don't know. Oh, we got more Lions people in here. What's up, King? King Hudson. Appreciate you here, man. Uh more Lions fans. Love it. Um <laughs> always bring it. Always bring it. Uh, it. It's always welcome. Everybody's here. I ain't got no problem who you are or who you're with, whatever. I love it. But Frank Ragnow is probably one of my favorite centers in the NFL. Creed Humphrey's the new style center. Frank Ragnow's a little bit more old school physical mover. Like he he's like, you know, bulldozer type center. He's just great. And he, he's been dealing with injuries, but he is so good. But they do have some weaknesses. Uh, I'm going to mess up this dude's name. He's the new left guard. Jacoyade uh, Awasika. Freaking awesome name. My name is John Chapman. How do I even match up to that, right? That is such a cool name. He's got a 46 pass grade. 46 pass blocking grade. Jamison Williams, he's he's a streamer. I probably shouldn't have said that because that's a betting term, and you can't do that with Jamison Williams. He likes to bet. Uh, I didn't do that on purpose. That was a mistake on my part. But he is fast. I, I really didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> but anyway, um, like I said, how similar they are. Here's just a couple stats. The Lions offense, 55% of their running plays are inside and outside zone. 49ers, 57%. So we do it a little more than they do, but barely. Um, and they don't throw it deep much. Jared Goff has three deep pass attempts over 20 air yards in the past three games combined. Don't throw it deep that much. Get it to their playmakers, all that stuff. That's what they do. But whatever... Jared Goff gets hit, which hasn't happened again. Only three times has Jared Goff been hit in the past three games. They have kept him upright. And you got to hit him. You got to hit him. Now, we've seen Jared Goff a lot. A whole lot. Uh, 49ers are seven, or Jared Goff is three and seven against the 49ers, and he's lost five straight. Here's Shanahan talking about uh, Baby Giraffe. I think he's showing some of the stuff that he did in LA. I mean, you go with Jared, I mean, he built. For a number of years, especially, you know, I think 17, 18, really 18. I mean, he played at MVP-type level. Um, when Jared's, um, when they give him a good scheme, when he's got good people around him, um, Jared's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's with Detroit, and um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or he can embarrass you fast. You got to hit him. And again, if you look at Goff, whenever everything is correct and on pace and protected, 
that dude is straight fire. Probably one of the most accurate passers in the NFL when everything is on time, tempo, no anything. But you look at him whenever he's in a dome, which he plays at home in Detroit, or outside, it doesn't even look like the same player. You look at him versus turf and grass, a little bit of a variable, not as consistent, not even the same player. Indoors, outdoors, home and away. On and on and on and on and on. If things don't go his way, he is average at best. Average at best. You got to hit the dude. You got to hit this guy. And whenever you do hit him, that's where things start to go. And right here, listen to uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah, I think he is the same guy. Um, not saying he's played great in L.A. and he's played great with Detroit. Uh, but um, the key is obviously getting pressure on him. Um, he's got a really good O-line, so it makes it tough. But uh, you you cover up his first couple reads and then you get after him, hit, hit him a few times. It changes things a little bit. Now, I do want to I want to step back for a second because I want to talk a little bit more about the Niners now with this aspect. Probably one of the most emailed or DM topics that I get is like, why are the 49ers not getting pressure on the quarterback? Why are we not hitting the quarterback like we used to? All these things. And Shanahan was asked this question yesterday, and the question was posed this way. I want to do the best I can. It wasn't a good question. Are you pissed off that the 49ers defensive line is getting all these millions of dollars, but they're not getting sacks. And Shanahan kind of had fun with it, but he gave probably one of the second part of this. This is a 40 second clip, but this like context and film matters. So here's the question. Shanahan, are you pissed off? You're paying all this money to the defensive line, but you're not getting sacks. Here's Shanahan's response. Guys, this, that's not acceptable. Um, no. I don't go in there and say, look at these millions, look at the zero sacks, this isn't acceptable. I go in there and I look at how we won, how it came. No, if, if you got a four-man rush and people are chipping every time and the back's staying in to help, well, you know, which means you have eight guys in protection, there's one quarterback, there's two guys out on a route and seven guys in coverage, um, probably not going to give any sacks. I don't think you're going to give any points either. So there's a balance out to it. Yeah, we want more sacks, definitely. But how are you guys going to play us? How are we going to do it? And um, I liked how our D-line played. Dude, right here, uh, royalty in the chat. Nothing but Niners. Appreciate you, man. He says, uh, showing some love to my guy, John. Keep up the hard work, bud. Keep inspired. I think the lack of sacks is overrated. Uh, overrated. Thank you for the kind comments and support. You're the freaking man. Uh, big fan, big fan. Um, and, like, look, I'll, I'll say this. You watch that tape in the second half, they're attributing eight guys, eight guys, if you're counting the quarterback, or seven guys just to stop four. They'll have two to three man routes, and it didn't work. It did not work. And I, I, I don't know, man. Like, you look at what teams have to do, and if they're going to keep everybody in to protect Goff, great. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. It, like, you just do your damn job and don't let Ambry Thomas do what he does. You know, Ambry, and Ambry's got more good tape than bad tape this year. I know that he got, he had some bad tape this game, really bad tape. But even with him having his worst game of his career, we still won. We still won. They scored 21 points, and eight of those points were because of the damn special teams. We're all right. 
And so it ain't got no problems with that. Oh, what's up, Phil? He says, hashtag CC just moved to my new digs in Seattle. He's in enemy territory now. I'll be at the tailgate party next year. So glad to see you made it, Phil. Uh, shout out to you and your son. Hopefully everything goes well. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all the best. Um, so let's talk my favorite matchups, okay? We'll do this for defense and offense. We'll, we're going to do three matchups each. One that is best for Detroit, one that is best for the 49ers, and one that is just blue chip on blue chip. You know, I kind of think are just kind of best to best. When the 49ers on defense, the best matchup by far is Panay Sewell versus anybody not named Nick Bosa against Chase Young. Um, who, uh, or Randy Gregory or Robert Bill Jr. or whomever you put out there. I don't care. Panay Sewell versus anybody not named Bosa. That's an issue. Now, Chase Young kind of, he took some strays last week. And here's Wilkes talking about Chase Young and kind of how he's played and how he should play. I think Chase did some good things uh, on Saturday. Uh, we all need to improve. Uh, so I, I definitely some improvement that needs to be made um, across the board. Uh, but I thought he stepped in and did well. Um, did some good things in the run game. Uh, we didn't have any sacks, but I thought he was very effective in trying to, um, you know, rush the passer, put some pressure on the quarterback. So I was pleased. He got a couple of the quarterback hits. I think we had like six total. Uh, I think he had two. And, and I will say this about and what the film said. Chase had more effort than what I've seen before. He was chasing down plays. He had a high motor going, which he's never really had. So there are some positives there. But Sewell versus Chase Young, not a good matchup for the 49ers. That's bad. Favorite matchup for the 49ers when we're on defense is Javad Hargrave versus their left, left guard backup, Awasika. I, I I'm I don't like betting sacks. I really don't. I want to bet Hargrave sack just because they're un, so unpredictable and whatever else. Like I don't like betting it. Niners haven't been getting a lot of sacks anyway, but Hargrave's doing something. Hargrave is doing something. Um I love that matchup for the 49ers. And you know, if I if I Hargrave's gonna have a game. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Um now the blue chip matchup, best on best. And I, I think there's a lot of ways, you know, a lot of people probably would have said Panay Sewell versus Nick Bosa. That's, that's a little too chalk for me. I wanted to go a little bit deeper. I'm going when we're in nickel. Diamador Lenore versus St. Brown, Amon Ra. That is my best on best matchup. Those two dudes mirror each other so they're both kind of undersized. They both play way bigger and way more physical. Once the sun god, once a damn hyena. They can both play outside, inside. I love this matchup. Number two versus number 14. I'm pretty pumped about this. Now, here's Wilkes talking about Demo. Just that, man. He's just a confident individual. And I think it just goes with preparation. I think he has put a lot of time and effort into uh, his craft this offseason. Uh, you can see his technique uh, has improved, which allows him to be able to go out and, and perform at a high level. Uh, we have a lot of confidence in him. That's the reason why, you know, we can move him around and do the things that we do with him. Yeah. And, and like he was there was a four game four play stretch where Demo just took over the damn game, ended a whole entire series by himself, by himself. And Greenlaw, rightfully so. I mean, you forced three turnovers, two picks and. Um, you know, a stop on fourth down. He's the guy. But Demo was the second best guy and consistently awesome all game. 
can he continue that? You go to the playoffs last year, Demo was the guy last year. It was Demo and Eric Armstead were the two best defenders. So Demo just shows out when the playoffs come on. This is not the first time. He did it last year in the playoffs. He did it this year. Can we continue that? Oh, whew. I, I, I get I, I get a little juiced up whenever I think about that just because those are two guys that not a lot of people had faith in. You look at their draft stock, you look at their size, you look at their combine performances, whatever else, and they played against each other before Oregon versus USC in the Pac-12, uh, RIP Pac-12. But oh, that that's just that's that's so fun. It might be my favorite matchup this whole damn game: uh, Diamador Lenore versus Monroe St. Brown. And I'm not saying that Demo's going to win it. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that is that's that's worth the price of admission. That's all I got to say. Um, now, all right, let's flip the script. Let's talk 49ers on offense. All right, their best matchup, 49ers' best matchup, blue chip matchup. Their best matchup, probably the biggest uh, <laughs> of the game, is Aiden Hutchinson versus Colton McKivitz. Now, the difference is neither one of these guys are good at the run. Neither one are. Aiden Hutchinson's a subpar run defender. He is a pass rush specialist only. Now he's out there all the time because they don't have depth there. Colton McKivitz, he's at his best in pass pro. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be key. Can you help him out some uh, with alignment, with boots, play action, chips, whatever, motions, fake jet sweeps, you name it. Um, and so like that, that's, that's just, yeah, it's what it's, it, they got us that one. Now the best 49ers matchup is Brandon Ayuk versus anybody. And, and Ayuk had a bad game last year. Ayuk's had bad games when Debo's out. Let's just be very honest. When Debo left in that three game skid, Ayuk disappeared, disappeared. I, you know, Debo gets hurt last week. Ayuk disappeared for two quarters. Uh, they shift their coverage his way, but they can't do that now. Debo's back, and you talk about these corners like ugh, they, uh, Sutton used to be a damn good player. Vildor, I mean, literally the worst outside corners in the NFL, and they run man. They run the fifth most man of any defense in the NFL. Good luck, Hutchinson. Better be getting there and get three, four sacks. Otherwise, whoo. That's going to be rough. That's going to be rough for them. And so Ayuk, I'm pretty excited for what he's going to be able to do this game. And I, I said this, you know, on the John and Wayne show yesterday, if the 49ers are in 12 or 21 personnel, the ball is going to be going to Ayuk or Kittle. That, that's what I believe. If the 49ers are in 11 personnel, ball's going to be going to CMC and Debo. That's just the way I see this game going on. If I was building my game plan, those would be some of the chief tenets of what we're going to do. Now, hopefully we run the ball. Hopefully we do. I'm not I'm not scared of their run defense. That, that's not it at all. But it's just run the ball. Now, the best blue chip matchup, and you, know, you got all the talkers and all that stuff. Let's just go Debo, who has no injury designation, versus Charlie Gardner jo Johnson. Oh, oh, I'm excited about that. You know, they were they were both chirping at each other. What happens when people talk trash to Debo? What happens? Is there a track record that we can gauge on what has happened in the past? Because usually Debo, and I don't, know, I don't have this press clip, but if you saw the clip yesterday when they asked about it, he says, man, I don't pay that no mind. 
he better show up and strap up. <laughs> Debo's done talking. He's out there ready to snatch some chains. Man, my mama get my aunt gave me that bike. <laughs> Debo is Debo. And that's just gonna be fun because there's gonna be some personal foul penalties here, which Charlie Gardner Johnson, he's you know pushed himself off the Saints, he's pushed himself off the Eagles. He talks all the time. You know, he he's that's just who he is. He's a talker. I can't wait to see this, man. Oh, Debo's gonna oh, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun. Ed, he says, John, you coming to the uh you coming on after the game tomorrow? Yes, we are. So I'll be at the game, which I'm excited about. Um, anytime you get to see an NFC championship game, you know, we I do my ski trip every year. And so usually the ski trip was this weekend. I pushed it back so we could host parties, but the 49ers canceled our, our parties, but that's okay. We'll, we'll be ready to go next year at a different site, different venue. But, yeah, we'll be going live right after the game. Win, lose, draw. It's going to be a win. And then on top of that, let me just say that. We're raffling off two Super Bowl tickets. We're doing it again. Um, and so we'll give the um, the details for that live on the show tomorrow from the stadium. And how you can enter that, it's going to be 100 bucks per entry. And winner gets two Super Bowl tickets. So that's what we're going to do. It's hard to upfront all that money, but we'll, we'll let you know the details on that tomorrow. That's going to be fun. So, yeah, we will be live as we have been all year. This is what we do. Um, we go live after games and we celebrate or we have a therapy session. I think we're going to be celebrating. Now, let's get to our bets of the week. Gear up, sports fans. The NFL playoffs are here, and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. There has never been a better time to get into the action with my bookie. Now, don't just watch. Score big. Boosted odds. Huge huge prize contest. The filling of the Super Bowl. Even before it hits, you can already start to enjoy that. And whether you're a seasoned pro ready or ready to roll for the first time betting, my bookie is your ticket to turning your sports knowledge into cold, hard cash. It's the largest online casino of odds, contests, Vegas-style casino games, ultimate destination for fun, all types of fun, 24-7, right at your fingertips. Now, if you've been waiting, now is the time to get into the action. Because if you jump in and you start to make a winning move today with my bookie, use promo code 49ERS or this promo code QR code right next to my right, they're going to claim your deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's right. Promo code 49ers for an opportunity to boost your betting power. Rollovers do apply. If you have questions, please ask them. But experience the thrill of sports betting right in the comfort of your home because you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere. Wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Join today and be part of the winning team. Oh, so, and again, like they've got a bunch of boosted bets and all that kind of stuff which is which is a lot of fun head over there like i put on social media i threw down a lot of money uh which we've made money this year betty which has been fun and so kind of my bank that i've built up i put it down on this game for the 49ers to cover the spread uh it was a big bet and i'm excited about it uh but some of my favorite bets this week cmc longest rush over 18 and a half yards uh pretty excited about that one and then i'll also say this golf over 0.5 interceptions. 
And again, I posted all the bets. I think we have about 12 or 13 um, for this week, including a two-team teaser and all that stuff, how much I bet, uh, what the payouts are, and all that stuff. That's going to be up on the 49ersrush.com, so go check that out. A couple of chats right here. Manuel, thank you. He says, Debo. Wow, he's huge, man. Debo, he's when the lights are on, Debo shines. The only thing that stopped him is a quarterback injury or him getting injured. He seems good to go. No injury designation at all. And he's got something to play for. There are other, the other side's talking trash. That Think about Debo against the Rams every time because Aaron Donald can't keep his mouth shut. Think about Debo versus Micah Parsons. Think about Debo versus the Eagles. All he does is shut people up. It's happening. Sin, appreciate the super chat and your friendship. You're the best. She says, thanks, John. This show made me feel better. That's Man, I'm telling you, I'm walking on cloud nine. I'm feeling it. The Lions are a good team. They're they're a good team. But come on, man. Like they're they're not <laughs> they're not our team. That's just what they're they're not the same. They're not the same. Um, right here, Mr. Josiah says, When is the raffle? We're gonna announce the raffle the Thursday before the Super Bowl. So you'd have five days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days, Super Bowl Sunday to find accommodations and stuff like that. And we got to see how it goes because once we cover our expenses, we might add some um, travel um, funds to that. But, you know, up front, 16 and a half grand is rough (laughs) to do this. It's a lot of money. But um, hopefully we can make somebody's dream come true and all that kind of stuff. And whatever we make on this, we put back into – the program because like for example if the 40 hours go to the super bowl we're throwing a night before party with navarro bowman and another legend we're still working out details with others uh where on the strip in las vegas come meet and greet autographs all that kind of stuff uh with the 40 hours faithful in las vegas that's going to be huge and then the day of we're doing a watch party so we're i, I spent the money and we're raffling off tickets to the game i'm not going to go to the game because i want to what's my use I want to be a fan of all those things, but we're going to throw a watch party for people that can't afford the, you know, eight grand per ticket just to get in the the freaking doors. So we're going to throw a watch party in Vegas during the game. All you can eat, all you can drink, all that stuff. So excited about that. And the raffle, you know, raffling off this tickets, we're hoping that's one of the ways that we could possibly, you know, help cover some of those expenses to get Bowman out, to get another player out. Renting a video of the Las Vegas Strip not once but twice on Super Bowl weekend sadly is not uh, as cheap as you might think. <laughs> um, I know that it, it's not cheap at all, but that's okay because if we could have a good time and create those experiences, that's what we do. And that's why this whole show got started uh, was to help people have a better fan experience and bring the community together. That's what we do. Crab cakes and football, baby. Now. Two more things before we jump out of here. Let's talk interesting connections between the players on the Lions and the 49ers. These are guys that went to college together, played together, whatever else. Brandon Ayuk and Chase Lucas, uh, they were together at Arizona State. A lot of Arkansas. A lot of pig suey going on. Frank Ragnow, one of the best centers. Dan Skipper, Brandon Allen, and Dre Greenlaw were all together at Arkansas. David Montgomery and Brock Purdy. Man, that was a tandem at Iowa State. Uh, they, they were they were <laughs> they played really really good Big Twelve football there. Tracy Walker, Elijah Mitchell, Louisiana Lafayette, 
Michael Badgley and John Feliciano played at Miami. And a lot of Michigan guys always. Aiden Hutchinson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Ambry Thomas, Jake Moody, Ronnie Bell, all together at Michigan. Brock Wright, Aaron Banks, Notre Dame. Ohio State connection, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Jonah Jackson, who's out, but he's still going to be out there, Ohio State guys. Panay Sewell and Demo, Oregon boys. Jalen Graham, Derek Barnes, Purdue. And then we got Tennessee, Juwan Jennings, Cameron Sutton, and Jalen Reeves, Mabin. They were together at Tennessee, and we got the Hufunga, who's not playing, and Amon Ross St. Brown. They were together at USC. So let's do it. Prediction time. Drop your predictions, score predictions. I think Debo's going to have four catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Nick Bosa, how many tackle sacks? How many Drake Greenlaw turnovers do we get this week? Drop those in the chat. Um, here's my predictions for the defense. The Lions are going to get explosives. Uh, again, number one explosive offense in the NFL, 49ers. Number two, Detroit Lions. They're good. They're good, good offense. But the defense... Not too shabby. Um, let them get there. Just don't let them cash it in. Get them frustrated by making them settle on field goals. That is huge. Remind <laughs> remind McVay why they traded away Jared Goff. Because he couldn't beat the Niners. Back-to-back -back years sweeping them. Now, the funny thing is, even after they traded him away, the Niners still kept beating them, except for that dropped interception. Uh, and Jimmy G, what, there's more of that. But anyway, remind him, this is why Goff was traded away. He's a good quarterback. And he's shown you how far he can get you. Show why he didn't work. Show why he didn't work. You got to hit him. Make him uncomfortable. That's everything. Hargrave's got to get a sack. I think Bosa and Armstead, despite playing against one of the best offensive lines of football, I think both Bosa and Armstead will have their best games from the past few months. Might not be statistically. Sacks are huge. I want quarterback hits. I want 10 quarterback hits on Jared Goff. I want them hit. Don't want them hurt. I just want them hit and uncomfortable. That's what I want. Jair Brown seems to be back in the lineup based on his recent Instagram post. Um, that's huge. That takes away... So much worry and concern having a decent, capable player athletically and aggressively over Logan Ryan. I like Logan Ryan. Don't mind him as a backup. Uh, don't want him on special teams. He's too slow. But that is huge. Offensively, just turn it loose. There is nothing. There is nothing but turnovers that should be our concern. Sling it, man. Shanahan, you want to go empty sets? I'll be cussing up in the stands. But you want to go empty sets on first and second down? And just throw that ball like crazy. The matchup says you can do that. You want to run the ball like what you should do. I don't care about how good their defense is against the run. That is a great thing. We are better than they are. I do think Purdy goes for over 300 yards. You look at this Detroit Lions defense. They've allowed over 350 yards passing, I think, five consecutive weeks in a row. They're bad. Just don't turn the ball over. Protect the ball. Brock Purdy's been great at that. He has had. Some lapses in judgment. <laughs> there, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, but protect the ball. No turnovers. We're going to be okay. Um, Kittle and Ayuk both should get the most first reads uh, on plays. Meaning, look, my first read should be Ayuk and Kittle through the first like half. Get Debo some designed runs. But those two guys should be able to do pretty much whatever they want in the passing game. So I really, really hope 
Shanahan's Ayuk, Kittle, Ayuk, Kittle, Debo run, CMC, CMC, CMC. Like that should just be what it is. Gosh, I'm excited. Let's get to some of these predictions. Um, right here, Big Joe. Ayuk, 200 yards receiving. Oh, man, that would be awesome. One touchdown, CMC. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. And if you believe that, you better go bet it. Dan Case, what's up, Dan? 49ers, 38-17. to 17. Ambry with the pick. Chase Young with the strip sack. And here's another thing people forget. Ambry Thomas, guess where he's from? He's a Detroit guy. He's a Detroit guy. Jake Moody, Detroit guy. That matters. That matters. Sin says 24-31 49ers. I like it. Uh, 30-10 Niners. We've got, we've got a lot of Niners stuff. Mick says someone with the strip sack. There we go, baby. I like that. Jason, trying to convince my girl to drive from Texas to Vegas for the party. Why not, man? Whew. Why not? Be a part of the atmosphere. Ah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, Big Joe says Niners, four sacks, 10 hits, 18 hurries. I would say you do that. The game's over. Uh, Jason says, get Ricky Waters. We've reached out. Uh, I love Ricky Waters. Ricky running waters. Ed says, no therapy sessions allowed. That's right. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be for the 0-16 side. Let's be honest. And yeah, I don't know if y'all saw this. Zach Ertz is a healthy scratch. Uh, they signed him. Not even going to be playing. Not even going to be active. Uh, freaking love that. That is awesome. And so I'm pumped, man. Yeah, I think the 49ers are going to win and cover. I put my money where my mouth is. We'll see. Any given Sunday, weird things can happen. Injuries, turnovers, rest. Don't give a damn. Be who you are. You are the best team by a considerable margin. Vegas says by a touchdown. Gosh, I'm excited, man. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, the Packers exposed your defense. Do you know who had the fewest yards of anybody in the divisional round? I don't think uh, that word exposed me. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Uh, you keep saying that word. Uh, say you don't know football uh, without knowing football. Special teams gave up, you know, an extra 80 yards for sure. Uh, but nah, uh, you, you <laughs> no, absolutely not. So we're not going to go there. Did they have some success for sure? But did they have the worst offense of the entire divisional round? Yes, they did. 40 dollars going to win this game. I got 31-18. I've kind of been bouncing around that frame but i think the 49ers win by double digits i just think they're the better team they're the more consistent team and they're the better coach team people want to talk about shanahan and clock management and all those things please pay attention to dan campbell who's not even calling plays he has been the worst at managing the clock in the cowboys game last week kneeling the ball timeouts all those things ah not good your only job as coach is to set the tone and manage the clock he could set the toad. He has not managed the clock well. And I just think that there, it's very difficult outside of special teams to find advantages for the Lions. We win in this game. We'll be live tomorrow right after the game concludes right here on this channel. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy this, baby. Ugh, I feel really good about this. It's going to be fun. Until next time, stay strong, faithful. Hey, Faithful, are you facing challenges getting new clients for your business? Power Brand Systems is changing the game for many businesses like yours. Score touchdowns worth of quality leads with their innovative online marketing tools. And also, I got to say this. 
The owner is part of the faithful, close friend of mine. He helped build the49ersrush.com, which is feeding my family. Whether you're aiming to skyrocket your business visibility with high converting ads, stand out on Google searches, or gather five-star reviews, Power Brand Systems has got your back. And my favorite thing about what they do, they have a social media planner feature that's a true game changer. I've been using it post-flow effortlessly across various social media accounts. You won't find this level of convenience anywhere else. And on top of that, you can try it for 14 days completely risk-free. Visit powerbrandsystems.com slash john j-o-h-n that's powerbrandsystems.com slash john to get started today because let's face it when it comes to boosting your business why make it complicated keep it simple keep it smart here's to your unstoppable success